Hi, this is Tony from Sonata Arctica, and this is CMS TV. Stay tuned. Chris Aiken presents. It's me, Chris Aiken, and today we are going to be talking with one of those bands that I love. I wish the rest of the world would finally catch up with how good this band is. They have been killing it for decades at this point. It's hard to believe that it's been that long, but they have been around for a, a good long time now, consistently making great power metal, great other stuff, which we will talk about as well. The band is Sonata Arctica. They have a brand new release on March the 8th called Clear Cold Beyond. And here to talk all about it is the one, the only Mr. Tony Kako. Tony, how are you, man? Very good. How are you? I am good, man. It's great to talk to you. And it's great to talk to you on, I don't know, do I call this a return to power metal since you you kind of took us on an acoustic journey for a few years or, or what? <laughs> well, yeah, those were just like a side thing, tiny adventure, like the name suggests there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, this was a return. This is a return to the original Sonotarctica power metal sound. Right. I put it like that, maybe, because we are using the same guy who created the original Sonata Arctica sound back in early 2000s, Nico Carmina. He mixed the album. So right yeah, we haven't worked with him in a while, since like 2011, I think. So it's 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 a super fun to go back in that thing and then have the album out that actually sounds like the old Sonata Arctica. Sure. Well, let's let's explore that a little bit, Tony. What was it that made you go away from him? Was it just wanting to try different things and have new people bring new sounds? Or were you not satisfied at the time, but maybe in hindsight you should have been? I mean, what was it? Uh, Sound-wise, um, why we drifted away from Miko Carmila. Miko still mixed uh, Stonescore, her name album, in 2011. Uh, but, but the follow-up album... Uh, 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 Pariah's child, Nico was una uh, unavailable to do okay. the album, and then so and we were in a huge hurry and panic with it. So, uh, Bussy, our bass player, he did the mixing and he did a great job, it sounds really good. But uh, and, and the follow up album as well, because it turned out okay, Pariah's child. So, 
the ninth hour is also by by Basi, and uh, then Talvier was a step in a, in a, in a somehow darker sound for multiple reasons, and and that wasn't mixed by Basi either. It was Mikko Tegelman, the other Mikko that okay. we had working with us. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, why? Like music-wise, why we started drifting around in a different direction from the original Sonodarkia Power Metal thing, it was probably Reckoning Night Tour. It was our longest tour at the time. Like, I don't know, we must have had like 180 shows on the tour, and I started to get really tired with it. So uh, as a sort of rebellion, and my reaction for that was to write something totally different. <laughs> and Uni album was the result of that. and. and we also changed the production in, in a way that it was mastered by a different guy, which made the sound darker, sure. I think. And, and the whole production process was so different from the previous albums that uh, the result was an oddball of an album. Many people love it, but, but it still stands out and not necessarily in the most positive way sound-wise from the many other, other sort of albums, at least at that time. And uh, so, but that started our adventure or my songwriting adventure in different styles. Sure. And, um, Days of Grace was a, a different again, once again from Unia. And then follow up album, we should have probably stayed with the same style we had on the Days of Grace. But then uh, Stone Score, her name album was like rock album, hard rock, right. heavy rock kind of album. It still had some power metal elements to it, but but still like the general tone of the album was totally different and it had songs like I Have a Right, which is a sort of Arctica classic and one of our biggest hits. So that serves a purpose, yeah. But but still there were a lot of lot of songs that we aren't aren't really playing in our power metal sets. They don't sure. just fit in at all. So uh and and then follow-up album Perez Child was a step back towards the more power metal-esque. Thing, but 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 it took us quite a bit time still until recently now with this album that we actually go back on the full power metal thing and and those power metal tracks are the the bread and the cake and the cheese of the whole thing it's it's the main element on this album and right it's on. not just one off and the first single was not the only power metal song on the album by no right <laughs> definitely not <laughs> well you know and, and it's interesting because while while and this, and this is again just me kind of looking at it and um you know as a fan while the music is definitely returning to that power metal sound there's some really apocalyptic sounding lyrics in in here i'll point to <laughs> california as a as a you know yeah. i'm listening through the album all of a sudden i'm i'm hearing the song about california dropping off into the ocean and i'm like whoa <laughs> you know, you know that's i have an explanation heavy. for that okay. <laughs> it's not as heavy when i explain it uh california falls into the sea it's the same thing as me saying when the cows fly okay basically. because i i've studied as much as you know uh, in science fiction, it has been told the stories that in California, there's like huge earthquake and the whole continent or the state just slides into the ocean there. And, sure. and that is, it It will never happen because it's impossible for it to happen because the continental plates, I understand, are going in a different direction. Right. So it's impossible for it to somehow clip off and slide off just like that. It, it will never happen. So I'm, I'm using that in the sentence, California falls into the sea in that uh in that context like, meaning context right. yeah that uh, you, uh, like it's a love story 
and I'm I'm uh, tr trying to stay away from a person who's interested in me from all the wrong reasons and uh, the the storytelling me and not me personally right. but storytelling me and uh, and uh, I know this and uh, just basically let her know that uh, I will be yours when California falls into the sea when the cows fly but right. i think it, when i came up with the, with the line back in the day it was it's something that i felt like it's going to be a really like people are going to notice this one it's like victoria's secret title <laughs> and, right. like it, yeah right on well well tony you know as we said at the beginning of the interview you guys have been around a good long time now and you've written a bunch of different albums for you as kind of a creative force in the band how do you continually find new not only lyrical ideas because to me the lyrical might actually be easier because you could literally grab it from tv or stories or books or you know or your own mind or experience there's so many places for it but musical ideas i would think start meshing into well i might have already done that or i've already done this riff or i've already done something that sounds like this where do you find the ideas to continually come up with new and exciting musical ideas for yourself mm, i just try real hard i suppose <laughs> just, okay. just keep on writing writing songs and it's actually a reoccurring nightmare that i have that we have released an album and there's a like single playing on a radio and suddenly it hits me like <laughs> i've stolen a song from abba or whatever some some right. other band that is like like everybody will hear it now that uh, i'm a thief or whatever it's just it's a, it's a nightmare and uh this is thing that obviously i i cannot simply know all the music in the world i may sure. have heard a song that has somehow stayed in the back of my mind and when i'm writing songs or riffs or whatever and and it just comes back so that might happen it's it's nothing new people rip each other off all the time but um, i've never done that intentionally it sure. may i may have but but still i am trying to write something original every time something to give me some kind of chills and feels and if i keep doing the same thing again and again and again i will never achieve that feeling right. you know if i start rewriting wolf and raven it will not hit me the same time the same way it did back in the days when i wrote it for the first time so it's just, sure. it's just hunting for the chills right on very good man well um well tony uh tell us a little bit about the new album uh clear cold beyond great record super vibrant uh, that's the word Thanks i've been much. using over and over is that it's very, very lush cool. and vibrant sound so tell us about this one when did you start writing it and when did the when did the ideas start coming together into full full songs um i think i wrote the first ideas down like 2020 21 around that time i seriously started writing the material only after we we were done with the acoustic album tour and that was out of the system then I, then I could concentrate and also after all the acoustic shows that we had i was really super motivated also to start writing <laughs> right <laughs> that this kind of parallel material material once again and uh, so it was like late tw uh, 22 early 23 when i wrote all the songs okay and uh, so yeah basically that, that around that time Okay, let me let me just back up one more quick second because I do want to talk about the acoustic records, which I loved. I mean, I cool. really, Thank really enjoyed them a lot. Um, what what was it that 
that made you decide that you wanted to kind of reinvent these these songs acoustically was it was it something you always wanted to try or are they originally all written acoustically and then you wanted to actually record that or what i think we planted the seed for the whole thing like super early of our career we had i think mary lou song and we had an acoustic version of it okay as well released so that that was the starting point and and along the years we had some like acoustic interludes on our shows here and there and even played acoustic festival shows in finland which was came as a surprise for some of the era. you know festival organizers they thought that we were going to play a normal show and that a contract sign said that it's going to be an acoustic show and they were not prepared for that so <laughs> some funny shit happened with that but anyway uh, along the years in 20 years time uh it's slowly started getting bigger and bigger the feel that we want to have an album acoustic album at least one out in some point and eventually i think it must have been 2018 19 around that time when uh, we got green light from our label after they had seen us on an acoustic tour when we had like most of the songs already like in the, the form that we recorded them uh, when they saw us live they understood what we are meaning that we are not just merely playing the songs through with acoustic instrument as they are in the metal right. album but but we are rearranging and partially even rewriting the songs to fit the acoustic form and uh, and, and it worked really well well and then uh, it, it it's it was fun going back on those old songs that we had to leave out so many songs that i had demoed and i would have loved to have on the album but you know we have to make some decisions eventually sure. but, uh, fundamentally I, I think like most of the sonata arctica material would easily be translated into acoustic song if sure. you just work on it enough and then and it's it's a wonderful thing when you have a song that you like it's always fun to go back to it with a right. good conscience without thinking that you're ripping yourself off like writing a totally new song but it's understandable in the acoustic form so uh, I'm, I'm very happy we got it done and and it's still there and we i would love to do it more in some point but let's stick to our guns for now on <laughs> a little bit right. maybe, maybe if we need a little like interlude for our career in some point and definitely sure. it's a pension plan when we are too old to <laughs> <laughs> rock out very right. hard the acoustic thing is something we can always do and get back to later right on man well i'll tell you what tony let's take a little break here let's give the people some um a taste of some sonata arctica i'm going to go back to the ninth hour record which i loved i know you said it was kind of an oddball record for you but i loved it and we're going to play the video for uh the song life uh what would you what what do you remember about that uh video or that song no uh, that song well um life is better alive that is like a little bit goofball saying that, that was uh, uh originally said by uh, 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 a finnish ski jumping hero matti nykänen okay life is better alive <laughs> that's something he said and he said many things and they were a little bit goofy what he said that there was like fundamental truth behind everything he said always so that was a lot of fun and that was a starting point of the song and uh it's it's, it's like life affirming thing and it has I've, I've been told that it has helped a lot of people to sort of get in terms with their life and and, and appreciate what they have and such things so it has served a purpose that track although right being on. quite unsonata article like but it sure. still works 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's give people a taste. We'll play it right now. This is Life. It is a Sonata Arctica, brand new release, Clear Cold Beyond, coming out on March 8th. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes. It is Chris Aiken Presents. Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents, we are talking with Tony Kako of Sonata Arctica. Brand new release, Clear Cold Beyond, out on March the 8th. And Tony, let's dig into the record a little bit here. Um, first song that you shared with everybody is the first song on the record, First in Line. Yeah. First there. Um, <laughs> you know, how, how was that song chosen as the uh, the first taste to give everybody? Well, um it was pretty obvious that we had been telling everybody that we were going back to power metal. So we could not release a ballad as a first single, obviously. Right. So it had to, had to be a first song. And and, and we decided that it's, I, in my opinion, and many of the band members agree that it's not the best song on the album. Okay. You don't want to necessarily start with it, with a, like a spear said, right at, at this moment, sure. but it still works and it, it delivers. The, the stuff and, and tells what the album is all about basically and it worked super well we got such raving reviews from people and then the social media and everybody it was fantastic and and then sort of took a huge load off my back because i was obviously you know stretching a little bit how people are gonna react to this thing and and but it, it was amazing fantastic the people are just amazing just have to love them so uh so um yeah that that's how it was chosen it it delivers and, and tells you about the album fundamentally what it's like right and and yet you know the album does take some twists and turns you know it's definitely not just uh 10 songs that all sound the same my favorite song on the record is dark empath which is yeah. definitely one that is one of the twists of the yeah. record but I, I love that. I love the vibe of that one. Um, tell us a little bit about that song and um, how it came together. Um, it's continuing the saga that began already on our second album, Silence, with the song The End of This Chapter and continued with Don't Say a Word on, on Reckoning Nights. Uh, I don't know. It must have like seven, eight, I don't know how many songs on that saga. And there, are, it's not a chronological story, but just adding to the bunch and 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 bringing new elements to the characters and such and this is a return to the caleb saga don't say a word thingy dingy again and, and stalker thing and i love writing these songs partially probably because you get such a great feedback from people people have taken this caleb thing as their own and sure. it's a wonderful thing to have and i would love nothing more than you know it would be just amazing to go on 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 tour and have the whole saga as a part of the set list. We did it in some point, like two Caleb songs ago. <laughs> so <laughs> it would easily be a half a set already and uh, it would be wonderful. But 
yeah, it was fun getting back to that idea, and it allows me to work with the dark. Uh, right, like human relationship side and twisted things, and then also musically, it has always had these twists and, and turns, and al allowed me to play around with also with the music. Uh, I find it exceedingly difficult to write happy love songs. I've done it, but it's very <laughs> hard. <laughs> right, and and, and and I think like going to the dark side when it comes to these <laughs> things, it, it's just so much easier, more fun, in my opinion. Sure. Well, you, you know, you have so much material already put into that saga. Have you ever considered taking that material, maybe re-recording it and working in other pieces to turn it into one, almost like a concept record of the full story? That would be wonderful. It would be great. But you know, <laughs> these days, releasing a playlist yeah, <laughs> with these kind of things, it, it, I don't know. It's a, it's a great idea. And we have actually played around with the idea. Same as with playing the, all those songs in a set list and having like a like playing them in a chronological order mm -hmm. or whatever logical order we might find for it. But, but yeah, having all those songs in one album that would be would be great and and also re-recording them so that they would actually sound like right. cohesive right. yeah exactly yeah yeah correct yeah absolutely well um well tony obviously man the the bread and butter of your band and every band these days is touring you have to do it or you're gonna go broke there's no two ways about oh, absolutely. it absolutely yep yep so what are the touring plans for uh sonata arctica for this touring cycle or this year or however that's going to work well, um, at the moment, the plans are as follows. The album is released in uh, March 8th, and we mm -hmm. uh, start immediately touring in Finland, uh, I'd like three, three weeks or something like that. And then we're getting so close to the summer festival season here that we're going to have a tiny break and start the summer festivals. And then in September, in some point, we are hitting the road in Europe and having a okay. European tour. And then... 2025 is still open we have some plans but nothing to talk about really at this point but i do hope that we get to play north america it's one of those things that it's more like a paid vacation when you go there it's sure. my favorite continent to tour the buses are just amazing and i love the vibe and everything the feel the people and it's it's just my favorite place so many places to visit and see and and, and things that you see in movies Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. I, I do hope we get a chance to return there, but currently it is super expensive. I, I hope things change a little bit. Mostly, right. one thing that should change that we should get more people in our shows. Right. That's that's fundamentally what makes it possible. Right, and and I was going to ask you about the expense of touring. I've seen, you know, here obviously I know the expense, but yeah. I've from what I understand, especially Europe is getting really really expensive to tour i've seen a lot of really big bands anthrax comes to mind that's a big band yeah. canceling tours just because they couldn't afford to tour and it, yeah. it's it's really getting difficult what are you seeing as somebody that's living in the environment as far as the expenses and is it pricing bands out of the ability to share their music with their fans well, you can imagine we're living in the northern parts of Finland. First of all, we need to get to Helsinki. And there are three of us here. So we are on a minus like thousand bucks 
at the point when we are in Helsinki. Then okay. you need to get visas for, let's say, at least five people if we are only the band, but usually we bring one or two, at least one or two Finnish sure. crew members with us. So it's seven people, and I don't know the, uh, the prices of of uh, the visas, the working visas. It's getting more and more expensive, especially since 2016. And, uh, right. and, and, and <laughs> it's just crazy. And, and then flights. Uh, on uh, for the North American continent, that's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> then renting a bus and which uh, with the ever increasing price of the uh, fuel, mm-hmm. it's 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 going. You're on a huge minus right. when you get there. But obviously, if you keep touring for half a year, you might eventually start making some money and not just covering your expenses. But anyways, you need to at least for us in the past even when we were breaking even and, and sometimes even making a little bit of money we had to tour for five six weeks before we were even sure then this is the band of our size then we are not big in north america by no means so sure. so i i think like one of the smartest things that might actually work really well for us to even scan the field if it is possible for us would be a crowdfunding a tour that's just the thought we'll have sure. that it would be, you know, having people buy their tickets beforehand. And so this would allow us to see uh, if it is even viable for us to come there because we can't afford to go bankrupt. It would right. be awful to go home with a hundred thousand dollars worth bills to pay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. when you've been working for seven weeks, so it, it, it's, uh it's it's getting increasingly difficult with everything getting more expensive sure i don't imagine you coming home to a lot of family members a hundred grand in the hole would be would be pleasant no. either <laughs> no absolutely no yeah I, I would be totally fine with even like even the tiny right. minus it's okay it, it doesn't really bother me because i love touring there in north america it's it's like a vacation i'm, I'm willing to pay for and work while being on that vacation but it, it's just so much fun being sure. there so uh, but generally right. speaking this is it's not viable if you go and do that same thing everywhere but north america is, is the one place where i would be willing to do it right on well well tony you have a great new record to come to america hopefully in tour that is clear cold beyond out on march the 8th and where should we tell people to go to actually buy the record? Because we don't tell anybody to stream it. We tell everybody to buy the records <laughs> and buy the merchandise and buy the shirts. So where should we direct people to buy m- merch and, and music from Sonata Arctica? Well, we do have our own, have our own web shop, but you know the uh, prices of shipping might be a little bit expensive to north sure. america but check it out anyway and, and i'm sure you are able to get the album also from north america delivered to your door unless you can walk in your local music store and buy it from there but if if uh, if buying physical copies is not your thing then there are alternative ways of buying the album as well you know you can buy a digital copy of the album or yeah. if, if streaming is your absolute thing that you want to do you can support the bands in other ways buy merchandise come and see a live show buy tickets yeah, to a show and keep live music alive because it's also keeping the local venues alive and and making things possible for everybody and it's not only metal music it's it it's all types of music 
Right on. Yeah. Well, one more time. The album is Sonata Arctica. It or the album is Clear Cold Beyond. The band is Sonata Arctica. And Tony, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken. Thanks, Presents. Chris. Thanks very much. It was my pleasure. Do you want to watch the classic metal show all day long? Do you have a Roku? If your answers are yes and yes, then you need to get Wowza TV on your Roku. It's free to install and brings you the classic metal show on your TV 24-7. Just look up and install Wowza TV in the Roku streaming store and you can enjoy the CMS all day and night right on your TV. Yes, folks, this includes the live editions of the CMS as well. Install Wowza TV now on your Roku and never be without the classic metal show again. Hail and kill.